Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Let's try this again. Welcome into the PHNX Coyotes post-game show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. For those listening on audio, you don't know what just happened, but we can, everyone watching, that was Sean's fault and he takes full responsibility. Good um, 100%. What happens my... in Vegas does not always stay in Vegas. <laughs> exactly. Apparently. What happens in Vegas sometimes does. I'm going to affect us here. So check their IDs at the door here. Yeah, we're back. And just like the Coyotes almost lost it there in the third, just like we almost lost it there, we're back. Coyotes hot, four wins in a row. Who's the hottest team in the National Hockey League? Yeah. Is, I mean, it it has to be. And I there was a very controversial tweet from the PHNX Coyotes account or the Arizona Coyotes, the best team in the NHL. Listen, we're not trying to make any arguments that this is Good the 2019 Lord. St. Louis Blue. I don't believe that. But in the month of March, the Coyotes are undefeated. And in their last three games, they have 23 goals. I 22 22 like is it the wheel of fantasy again and by no means like let's not get into twitter wars with all these other teams that are actually in the playoffs are going to be chasing the stanley cup this team is not that team i will say this though this team is sure damn fun to watch this last 10 days i'm what do you say like this is the toronto maple leafs in toronto what i have to say that when the Coyotes were up 4-1, and I was thinking, this is great, but is this what we want? Is this what I want? You know, we've gone back, we've talked a lot about what do we want for the tank. You want the tank, you want the best pick chance at number one, but you also want the team to win for their morale, for us to just enjoy our lives, um, us, you and me, but also Coyotes fans. Like, you don't want to watch 82 losses. So, win's great. And then when Toronto tied it, I realize no, screw the tank. I want to beat Toronto. I know. Like, there's, I mean, Toronto is the hockey mecca and it's the media conglomerate. And like, nothing feels better than beating the Toronto Maple Leafs and to beat them in Toronto. I mean, that felt good. So, yes, the tank might be slightly in jeopardy. There's plenty of time to lose a bunch more games. Well, let's, let's take just, this win for what it is Leah I don't know if you remember because I don't know where your memory's at but Toronto came here do you remember how that game went yeah the Coyotes beat them uh, yeah twice <laughs> twice 
So is the curse of the Toronto Maple Leafs going on to win the Stanley Cup this season? Eh, I'm not so sure. And let's hey, let's be realistic. The, the goaltender Mrazic to start the game. Mrazic was not on fire, and they're they've been talking about goaltender issues in Toronto for months. And now Campbell's out and he's hurt. And Mrazic's their guy? Oh, uh-oh. And they recalled Eric Shulgren. Shulgren played here. Coyote's seventh-round draft pick in 2015. Yeah, so he was in the development program here and just never battled up to be the, to, to be the guy. And it, it, people saying that Toronto's goaltending is not an issue are not watching the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's just the reality. And you see what happened in that third period when they turned it up a notch? Uh, wow. I mean, that team is incredibly offensive. And then look at the saves Wedgwood has to make in the third period alone. Like he, he made some huge saves. I know he gave up four, but he made some huge saves. Uh, and this is Sean and he much deserved. <laughs> better throw that up. So Sean just send us a $20 super chat. Coyote's best team in hockey. Me bottom three people of all time. Sean, this week at the pyramid, you were at the bottom, but it's okay. You have a chance to redeem yourself. Coyotes top of the pyramid for sure. But thanks for taking wow. responsibility for screwing up our other stream. But it's okay because but it's okay. We're, we're one of us here right win. now. We're celebrate the win, and we're gonna break it all down. Starting, we're now, gonna so. celebrate the win, and and you know what? It's it's. I don't even know why, Leah. Why we do this every night? They could literally just rewind it and do it again, because. Individual performances, good goaltending. There's a stretch for 10 minutes where they don't play and let the other team back in it, and then somehow they find a way to be in it at the end, and this time they come out with a win. Like It, it is the common theme. I, I don't know. Did you see – did you watch much of the, the overtime goal? Did you see that replay that what Matthews was complaining about? I know you were yes. producing and getting ready for yes. the show. Ooh, that's one that that'll show up tomorrow all over Canada. That's going to be talked about on Toronto Sports Radio – Probably missed like, that one. I mean, they missed the call. They missed they the call. That's a hold. I mean, that, that that's a hold. And Chickren holds, creates the goal. So it, Matthews definitely has something to complain about on that goal. But again, the Coyotes battle through, find a way to win, regardless of a penalty call or not. They still scored. I just wish Phil Kessel could have got his goal for the birth of his child. I was really hoping for that. And if my DraftKings Sportsbook app would attest to that, that I was rooting for Phil Kessel. And I thought he was going to get one. I got a good assist there in the first. But um, a lot of good individual performances tonight. All right. Well, Craig's already here because of our because of crazy. We've had uh, you, Sean. You know what? It's been a night. Craig. What's up, guys? It's, it's been a roller coaster. It's been a roller coaster in here already. <laughs> we started a show. Yeah. We ended a show. We got kicked out. We started out of a, a new show. I sent you videos from Zoom, and I think I forgot yep. to change the view, so it, they may not be so great because I think you might <laughs> view of everybody that's on the interview because I forgot to pin the subject. Haven't used Zoom in a while, so I was like, uh, okay, I'm interviewing. Ooh. Oh, wait, I need this for the show. <laughs> Why are we all such disasters? I don't know. What is it? Is it the streak? Well, easy night. <laughs> well, speaking of disasters, um, we have a 499 super chat from Mr. Saul in Toronto is a disaster. The Coyotes were off tonight, and they still lose. Can't believe this is what Toronto claims as a Stanley Cup team. But honestly, Mr. Stalin has a bit of a point. And it's funny because I think Ryan made a joke, oh, Mrazic can stop a beach ball. Tyson Nash probably. Tyson Nash did, in fact, say that on the broadcast because those three goals, those first three goals by the Coyotes, yeah. that, those were Mrazic's fault. Those were horrible goals. And the Coyotes are on this offensive tear, but they've faced three bad goalies in a row. 
Yeah. The first goal was an awful rebound. I don't know what he was doing on that, just batting it back out into the slot with his glove. The second one, he threw his stick because he couldn't get across, and, and his stick went over the top of the puck, and the puck just trickled underneath it. And then the third one, where was he? He was just completely out of position on that. Oh, that was some brutal goaltending. Toronto, if, if Jack Hamill's going to be out for a while, who, who boy. I mean, yeah, he's reported to be out for weeks. Right away, because that's a right, first round for weeks. to happen. Huh? Yeah. So now what? Like, and 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 Dewis came on last week and said, "No, they're not going to. We're good. We're good. We're good with our goalies. We're not. We're not going to acquire a goalie. You're out of your mind. You're yeah. out of your mind right now if you don't go after a goalie. I mean, they're going to. I can see them dropping to the wild card. And, and, and listen, nice. I don't know if that's any worse to be honest. Given the division they're in, I don't know if it matters. But do you want to? Do you want to be the eighth seed in the East and play the the number one team? I. I, you know, I'm looking at that Toronto team tonight, man, I still see a lot of the issues that I've seen in the past. That just smells like a first round exit again to me watching that team play. And it's just one game. So I shouldn't base everything off that one game. But wow, there were a lot of problems there. And the goaltending clearly starts everything when your your goalie's shaky early in the game. It filters out into the team. But there were some other issues there as well. PD, I heard you talking about the OT goal with Chick and it it was a hold. And I, you know, he's saying, of course, I was moving my feet. I thought I was moving my feet. But the thing that I saw is after that call, after that non-call, Austin Matthews is griping so much at the official that he doesn't get back and play defense. He let Jacob Chikrin go to the back door and take the pass from Matias Michelli and win the game because he was so busy griping at the officials. You can't do that. You have to keep playing the game. He, I mean, you can say the, the missed call cost in the game, but Austin Matthews' reaction to it also cost them the game. Yeah, and he skates after the official instead of skating after Jacob Chikrin. Because if you look at the play, he's ahead of Jacob Chikrin during the hold, clearly, because Chikrin's behind him holding him. So I tell you what, they're both fast skaters, but 34 can fly up the ice. 34 blue. I take the 34 blue car in that race. <laughs> he can catch six. So I think he was out of gas, too. It was a long shift, but and Chick said that the chick was tired, too. <laughs> and, and, and look at the play that Michelli makes on that. Another good game by Matias Michelli. Well, yeah. Michelli had two assists in tonight's game, and it was his first assist in the NHL because his first career point was a goal. So, um, Michelli getting in the assist column on the score sheet tonight. Yeah, it's a good on him. I, I tell you what, it's another bunch of individual performances of uh, Schmaltz that stick handles through everybody on the Boyd goal. Unbelievable play. And then Boyd bats it out of the air. Just in time for baseball season, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> True. That, that was a that was quite some hand eye coordination by Boyd on his backhand too. Yeah, which was yeah, banked cool. it off. Of, who was it? Tavares said he banked it off of to get it in the net. But yeah. I mean, the, the the net drive by Nick Schmaltz to stick handle through three guys that was just a ridiculous move to get the puck to the net. My God, Nick Schmaltz is playing really well right now. Yeah, and I you look at the schedule and you go, okay, what now? There's no way we said they were going to go into Toronto and win this game. And like we we tried to temper our expectations of the teams that the Coyotes just beat prior to this, and the numbers are putting up. Detroit has struggled, and Detroit struggled again, and tonight with goals and goaltending. So Toronto, you go, okay, this is Toronto in Toronto. Ah, uh, here they go again. Now, Craig, I know how much you know about this next rivalry. That's not a rivalry matchup. Not a rivalry. Arizona going into Boston is never yeah. a good recipe. So not not great historical four? success. Yeah, I'm gonna have a little story on that on Saturday. This this may be the end of the streak right there. But guys, they won again tonight. Seattle lost in overtime. The Coyotes are not in second anymore. 
they're not in 31st anymore. They're in 30th in the NHL. They're sitting in that third spot right now. No, <laughs> no. but it's kind of worth it to be Toronto. I have to say, but yeah. is it though? They got three games in hand on Seattle. Like, but they can just don't look but, now. This is what I've been internally battling with. I'd hate it, but it's, I mean, well, I don't know. Anyway, so, I want to read this super $10 super chat from Ryan. Um, if the Coyotes keep winning, does this improve their chances at trading some more assets before the trade deadline? I mean, if Jacob Chikrin keeps playing this well, maybe somebody's willing to give up that ask for him. Other than that, I I don't see how it really impacts it at all. Yeah, unless there's individual performances that are driving that that help. And Phil Kessel's another one that comes to mind that has to, if he becomes the catalyst to more wins because of his play, then maybe. But And I, Ryan, if you're curious about the Coyotes trade deadline, we're interviewing GM Bill Armstrong tomorrow live at 1 o'clock. Tomorrow? Or- Live at one tomorrow on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. So tune all in for that because That's all we do. bring Coyotes fans content five days a week. That's, mm-hmm. That's going to be so. great. There's a lot of things I know that we all want to ask Bill Armstrong. And, and this is, you know, it's funny. Winning four in a row, it's it's that dichotomy of this is the excitement for the fan base and the players and the staff. And up in the management suite, what the hell are they thinking? Like, <laughs> you have to feel good about a win because you're in professional sports and you're competitive and you want to win. I mean, Bill was a player. He's been involved at all levels of hockey. You want to win, but you know your job depends on you maybe not doing so much of that. So it's, it's a real interesting dichotomy. I can't wait to ask him about it and talk to some of these things on how he's going to go through this trade deadline and roster build. It's going to be a lot of fun. For yep. sure. Well, back to this game. Let's do uh, tonight by the numbers. I mean, a 5-4 win, but look at the shots on goal. Once again, Coyotes with only 23 shots on goal this entire game, and that's with that overtime, extra time. Toronto, 38 shots. They really especially laid it on them in that third period. It was all Toronto in that third. Yeah, but you look at the shots. That's 19. What was that in the third period? 18 to 5? It was, it was 19, uh, after yeah, two. 18 to 5 in the, in the third, which is yeah, just... 19, 16 through two periods, and it was fairly even. Chances were fairly even. And, and this Coyote team, when they move their feet and skate, I know it's cliche, but it is real. When this team skates and moves the puck forward, they play fast, and they're a good hockey team. When they stand still and let the other team... Come at them. That's what you saw in the third period where Tor- Toronto just, man, Toronto blew by him in that third period. That, that's a really talented offensive hockey team. Very talented offensive team. Yeah. As soon as they scored that first goal in the third, all the momentum shifted to Toronto. And then they scored the, once they reviewed the Matthews goal and saw it was a good goal, then scored ten, just 10 seconds later. And that was when I was like, okay, here's the Coyotes that we are familiar with. So, I mean, it could have gone either way in that overtime. The, Keller and Schmaltz had that amazing chance one way, and then it immediately went to Nylander on a breakaway the other way. I mean, the overtime was 50-50. It was all Toronto in the third, but you got to give the Coyotes credit for what they did in the first and the second. Yeah, and and also for just just like they did against Ottawa, they blew a big lead, but then they dusted themselves off and found a way to win the game. I mean, when you're talking about team at the bottom of the NHL standings, you don't normally see that sort of character and belief in a team to be able to recover from that a lot of teams would fold in that situation now they've won these these back-to-back games in that situation 
But don't you think, Craig, that's what we've said a lot this season and, and what is the problem and why we said this team may not finish last is because they have that belief. They've got the camaraderie in the locker room. They all get along. They're all pulling the same rope. Do you think that's what they're doing in Seattle right now? How good do you think that locker room feels right now? You know, Seattle. and Buffalo is another team that we go, ooh, how's Buffalo doing? Like, you get that chaos and strife inside a locker room, and when you start losing, you just keep losing. And this Arizona team, even when they don't win, they were pulling goalies. They were in it tight right up to the final buzzer. They were battling back in games, and they still would lose by a goal or two, but they're still battling back. So many positive signs that you have a happy locker room with a happy staff. This is what happens. You still believe late in the game. When when they get into Boston, they're still going to believe. Now, will they win? Who knows? I mean, Boston's Boston's a really, really good hockey team. Will they win? Who knows? But they're going to believe they can. They believe they can beat anybody in the league right now, and that's dangerous. Yeah, yeah it's dangerous for what they're trying to accomplish. Um, <laughs> Buffalo did win tonight. They beat Vegas tonight, and Vegas is a team that we keep talking about. Wow, is, is, is this team going to fall out of the playoffs now? Uh, Mira Heiskanen is going to be out a long while with mono, so that could that could impact the stars. But man, Vegas is not looking good. I still think this is a three-team race for the bottom, and the Coyotes said, are losing the three-team race. I think Seattle's going to end up with the worst record, and that's not all bad. It's an expansion team; you sort of expect them to be bad. Vegas just just turned everything on its ear because with what they did, but that's not what happens normally with expansion teams. The question is, can the Coyotes? Are they going to finish ahead of Montreal too? <laughs> and, and, and can you imagine this if they end up with who's the Dylan Strom of this draft? Who's the Dylan Strom equivalent of this draft? Is that what the guy is going to end up with? We're going to look back five years stop. from now and we'll tell you because it'll uh, just, yep, we're going to stop it there, Craig. We're not going to say it, but you bring up a good thing and we got to talk about this more in, in our next around the NHL thing because these playoffs now, this is, we're getting down to the 20 game mark. So this is starting to tighten up considerably. And this Vegas Golden Knight team, uh oh, uh oh. Like, okay, Mark Stone? Yeah, well, we'll see. There's no cap room, so we can't play. I don't know. They're, they're, they're a team right now that is uh, they're at a 576 winning percentage, which is lower than Nashville and Dallas, who are the last two wild cards. Edmonton? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. And don't count out the Vancouver Canucks, Greg. Yeah, they're hot. Those, yeah, Vancouver's okay, hot, too. But here's what I just want to say that I was just thinking about as you guys were talking. I know this roster is going to look really different in two weeks and it's going to look really different next year. And I know it's going to look different every year from now until the core of this team starts to form again into hopefully a cup contending team down the line. But if this is the, what we've seen this past week with these games and this effort level and, you know, this heart, if that's the culture now that Bill Armstrong and Andre Tournier are establishing here, then I'm excited for what's to come down the line. Obviously, we want the team to have the best chance at the number one pick and don't want them to pick number three. We want them to pick in the bottom two or top two and in the bottom two pick in the top two. But I don't know. Like, I'm trying to find some positives besides sure. the, the tank being threatened. And, and that, for me, is something that I can take away from this stretch of four wins in a row. I don't even know how many goals in March, like 24 <laughs> in four games. So... That's that's my two cents. I just hope they load up on centers and defensemen in these drafts. <laughs> I really do. Because I see some wings that they have now that, that can really make a difference. The way Keller and Schmaltz are playing, you know, Matias Michelli is showing some spark. You've got Dylan Gunther down uh, in Edmonton right now, just absolutely ripping it up right now. Now up to second in the WHL in points per game. 
they got to get strong up the middle and and you always need a, a strong blue line. I, I want to see those. And I keep thinking about, are you, are you really going to cha- trade Jacob Chikrin? Are you really going to trade him? I, I don't know if they're going to get the offer, but even if he's a second pair guy, PD, and we've talked about this, even if he's your number three guy, wow, what a number three guy to have on your roster at that, you know, at that cap hit at his age and with what he can do. And that's where he fits. Like, and I know the teams that are looking at Jacob Chicker, and they're not looking at him as a one-two. They're looking at him at a three-four, and that's where he fits. And power play starts, offensive zone starts, and don't put him in the defensive zone. And Jacob Chicker at four and a half million is a great three-four defense and great, great value, great player, does so many good things. But th- th- all of this becomes so confusing. And, and Bill is the perfect guest at the perfect time because just what you said, Dylan Gunther, Matias Michelli fits. He looked good. JJ Moser fits, looks good. Dyson Mayo fits. These are all guys that are 23 and under. And yep. you go, oh, but we're not supposed to do this for another two years. Well, but now you're here. So what do you do? Like, does Matias Michelli go back to Tucson? Does Dylan Gunther go back to junior? Or you know what? Do you say, the hell with it. Let's get these young guys all here and let's let them learn on the fly. And, and then you that's go, wait a minute. Right. Yeah. That's against the plan. And the, this so these is the are all questions we can ask Bill Armstrong tomorrow. But it's hard to stick to the plan. And that's what has happened on rebuilds in other cities, other teams. And it's happened here twice where you start to believe your own clippings in the paper and you go oh goodness well maybe we are pretty good stick to the plan stick to the plan stick to the plan and then if you stick stick to to the the plan plan after today (laughs) yes after today but then years three four five six seven eight nine now you set yourself up for a decade not just one or two years where you finish ninth or tenth you're tampa you win and you're a perennial playoff team so just i just hope everybody can I know it's great that they won four in a row, but be patient if you want to have the perennial success. Otherwise, you're going to know what? You're going to be eighth, ninth, tenth, and eleventh over and over and over again. And that's where this team has been for a decade. Yeah. Sorry. Wow. I'm well, done ranting. It's fine. I'll just be the positive one today. Oh, it's um, positive. No, that's positive. That's a good I thing. I know. I know. I'm just trying to enjoy the, the win, um, which, by the way, let's see how the Coyotes did tonight against PD's keys to the game. I like the wedgie, wedgie, wedgie one. I, I think that that still holds true, doesn't it? He he almost had the the one. He almost well, had yeah. the Matthews one. Yeah, he did. I thought he did have it, to be honest. Me too. Well, the power play thing, how'd that go? Uh didn't uh, allow no it. penalties. No penalties, which is for the coyote. This coyote's team is uh, really yeah. impressive. So and Keller and Schmaltz continued their point streak. I think they combined so, for like 21 points in their last three games or something. We'll That's take that insane. as a win. I'll take yeah. that as a PD's keys to the game win. <laughs> How do you explain? And we, we just talked about the Coyotes' struggles at TD Garden in Boston. How do you explain their run of success in Toronto, PD? Did you put up that tweet already? No, let's put it up right now because perfect the, timing. The, they have incredible success against Toronto. Um, Craig tweeted this. Look at this. With a 5-4 win tonight versus Maple Leafs, the Coyotes are 6-0-1 in their past seven games in Toronto. That's, I mean, this is no, I don't want to be insulting to another city, but I was, uh, no, I'm not going to say it, but this, like, this is Toronto. <laughs> That's right. the point. And the, the, the only losses in overtime, and if you go back, that 14-15 was a horrific hockey team. That was one of the, te- that was a bad, bad team. That's one of the worst teams in franchise history. Yep. And they won in Toronto. Petey, you remember the loss? Do you remember the Derek Stepan goaltender interference call? Because they thought they oh, won. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. 
Yeah, I do. Seven and oh. We looked at that for a very, 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 very long time. <laughs> oh boy, they, they don't do that to me, Craig. And I talked to another, it's funny, I talked to another video guy today, and we were t- talking about the coach's challenge and the stress involved in that moment. <laughs> do it in Toronto, try that one. If your stress level jumps a little bit, and I think that's why the team does so well there. It is an experience for the guys that have been playing in Arizona in this market, in this fan base. I'm, I'm sorry, but the building's not full. You go up to Toronto. And it's hockey wall-to-wall everywhere. Like when you're walking down the street, when you're at the restaurant eating dinner, it's hockey. It's hockey everywhere. And it's just a different environment. And these guys get up for it. It, They just get excited to play there. And I may be on the other side of the aisle. Maybe Toronto's looking at the Coyotes going, eh, it's the Coyotes. We, We can just show up. We'll be all right. You can't do that against this team. Too many good teams. Colorado Avalanche has done it. Vegas has done it. You can't do that against this team can't take this team lightly and look at the list of current coyotes who were in the maple leaves organization at some point you got gachanyak richie nash kessel including i think Corey schwab was part of the leaf at some point yeah so just a huge list so you have to imagine too that's some bit of a motivating factor as well to have success especially somewhere like toronto where you're under so much scrutiny all the time and then you get to come somewhere like arizona where the only people scrutinizing you are probably us <laughs> and you know mostly craig but i don't you know see that photo i just dropped in slack by the way yeah of pd yes. working the 80, how, how stressful pd's life used to be at, i don't know if you can throw that up but <laughs> i can i can get it you remember get it. photo pd it was a different I, I don't know like i don't know if i'm getting more hair back i don't know it's definitely not as gray as it was that was a and i sleep a hell of a lot more too i'm just saying <laughs> a, lot, a lot of stress well, that's step on goal did, did you think it was goaltender interference in the end uh i did not i did not mm. i did not it was a bump mm. on the glove if i recall correctly is what yeah, the call he was, was not happy about the call i remember talking to step yeah. right after that game he was not happy and well, then probably and like austin to, matthews is not happy yeah it's tonight. not our call it was their call so we didn't it, i had nothing i could but do it was in toronto and toronto was making the call and everybody's like oh okay we know how this yeah. is going to go yeah absolutely and that's that's kind of the way it fell out but i don't know craig if you had an opportunity to do this today i know during the middle of your afternoon you had nothing else to do at noon today when you tuned into the bet show to see leah merrill and myself <laughs> hosting the bet show <laughs> yeah so so let's check in on our bets here's the photo that craig was talking about by the way <laughs> that's my old desk that's what life used to be like and that's and that's almost what like today oh. when you were going double duty yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, look at this. I'm at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven screens. On. Seven screens, Petey. That's there's nuts. a lot going on. This is why yeah. Petey sighs all the time. Is because yeah, there's that a lot of anxiety. I got a lot of lot, but I got a lot of issues, but we already knew that. Who picked anyway. the over in this game, Leah? Okay. All right. Who so Petey so like so and I were on the PHNX Best Daily Show because as we saw on our last broadcast, uh Shane and Sean are in Vegas, Shane's in Vegas, Johnny was unavailable. So PD and I took over the PHX Best Daily Show today. It was an all hockey episode. So let's review our picks. And uh, I'm upset about this, but whatever. So PD's picks, how'd you do? Ottawa puck line, no. Eh. Minnesota and Detroit under six and a half, no. Eh. Carolina money line, is that game still going on or did it end? Uh, Carolina money line, yes. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. They and beat then the Avalanche 2 nothing. 
Yeah. Okay. And then the over in so it's 50 percent. Fifty percent on your picks. Uh, I had the under in this game. Mm-hmm. Boo. Vegas puck line. Boo. Carolina money line. Got it. But let's look at our props, props. that we had. So your props, Kessel anytime score. No. no. Ticker and over two and a half shots. Yes, ding, ding, three. ding. Got it. I said Nick Schmaltz yes. over half an assist. Got it. Michael Bunting anytime score. No. Um, so that's 50%. Yeah. That's 50. So not bad. Bet on it. You win some, you lose some. You went home even. Exactly. Right. Maybe so, they'll invite us back. Maybe they won't. <laughs> HK. But if if people watch that show and picked and chose their favorite picks, maybe they picked all your winners and all my right. winners and put together a really good ticket for tonight. And if you also want to bet on any of those, anything to do with hockey or just anything else, including college basketball, which is going on right now. It's the best time of the year for college basketball. If you bet $5 on any college basketball team to win their game, and they do, you will win $200 in free bets. You can also do same game parlays with college basketball or anything else. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. So be sure to sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX, bet $5 on any college hoops team to win their game, get $200 in free bets if they do. That's 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And should we name, while we're on the subject of DraftKings, should we name we tonight's should. DraftKings we King of the Game? It's been really I know. Nice. We still got a super chat waiting, too. Oh, I haven't even seen it. Well, let's dra- uh, crown our King of the Game for the second game in a row. Jacob Chikrin. Two goals, including the overtime winning, plus three. Look at him chipping away at his huge minus deficit from the start of the year. Four shots on goal. Um, he's really, just like the Coyotes have been hot these last couple weeks, so has Jacob Chikrin. I tell you what, it just and it's a funny guy because he's streaky, and once he gets that confidence, is it coincidence this trade deadline? I, I don't know. Mm. Who knows? But I know that people will be looking at the score sheet going, hmm, well, a guy we thought two weeks ago might be a little too high priced. Maybe they're going, ooh, maybe, maybe he's not. He does look like he's found it again. Yeah, um, he does. I'm laughing because <laughs> do you remember how uh, often Don Maloney would mispronounce names of players on his own team? It was horrible. It, it was horrible. great, actually. It was like one of my favorite things about him because he's such a great guy anyway. <laughs> but Sarah McClellan, the former AZ Central beat writer, and I created a Don Maloney glossary for pronunciation of names, <laughs> like 10 names on it that, that he would get wrong. Tonight, uh, and I was talking to Dilly about this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something to Andre because, first of all, Andre's accent is so great anyway when you're interviewing him, and I still can't pronounce the way he says opportunity because I, <gasps> I, can't, I can't put syllables together the way he does to say opportunity. But it, tonight, Shane Gossesberger was Goddess Burger. Oh, my God. Goddess <laughs> Burger. That's great. Funny. That's good stuff. Oh man. Okay. Well, I'll read this super chat from Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Um, Who remembers Coyotes legend Michael Taupist? We both do sadly. I I don't know about a legend. Not I. The great guy. He last year with the Coyotes is two thousand eight nine. It was a long time ago. Leah. Nay said loved his mask. We played uh, Coyotes. We played him. Coyotes played the Latvia team he was on. Yeah, he played here for three seasons. Um, was he in Prague? Another one of the what's that? Did he go to Prague with you guys? Was he in that game? Um, Rodrigo, yeah, was he that, would have been right. 
Yep, he would have been in the Prague the Prague series. Really good guy. Be- and he was a guy that played in Toronto too. Um, another super chat from Nay. When do we get a captain? Jake Kells, all A's. It won't be in this season. I don't think it'll be for a while. They'll unveil it over the summer. What, what do we, we? We need to do a show on that because it, it it happened. The only other time it's happened was the entire season before Oliver got named. I don't remember that the passing of the torch from Kachuk to Newman and Newman and to Doan taking a full season. It did. It was over the summer, wasn't it? In both of those cases, yeah, Shane came in, you know, and it was a big deal, you know, going into that season in Glendale as well, and him being the captain, um, you know, taking over the face of the franchise, and obviously he wore it well. Um, yeah, you're right. The, the whole Oliver thing, you remember how that went down? That that mm-hmm. was sort of John Tyka anointed him captain before the coach had even arrived, and that probably wasn't the way to do it. That's that's the wrong order of things. So. It was a weird situation for talk to come into. He wanted to see how his leadership group evolved, but I'm sure there was pressure there to name OEL the captain. In this situation, Andre has said it's going to happen organically, and when it happens, everyone's going to agree on it. Until that happens, I'm comfortable. I like leadership groups. I don't worry about having one guy wearing a C. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, we're talking about Jacob Chikrina like last summer, but now, I mean, he could be gone in two weeks or he could be gone at the draft. Who knows? So if you're looking at it right now like who do you think would be a captain on this team i don't know i mean it's a, you, you've got to there's more to being a captain than being the best player on the team or the guy that scores the most goals that's not necessarily it can be but not necessarily there's so much demands on that person away from the ice that people don't realize that's not just the guy on the ice that wears the c and talks to the referee they plan everything for the team like if there's a team dinner he has to organize it he has to get the money for it and he has to pick the restaurant for it like he takes care of the fine fund, a fine fund. If there's fines on the team, like he, everything goes to the captain. He's the one that goes to the coach when they want to get a day off of practice. That goes through the captain. So it's important you get the right guy that can help lead players. And that's not always the guy that's the best player. You need to have a guy that's strong voice, that can be accountable to other players, that has no problem getting another player's face and go, hey, you're not doing this right. You need to be better. And I don't know if that's Clayton Keller. I don't know if Clayton Keller can go to another guy in the locker room, put his finger in his chest and go, you're not playing good enough. I, I don't know. And not like Teppo Newman didn't lead that way either. But there was a but quiet I, respect for, for Teppo. He, you know, yeah, there's a quiet respect for him, but he earned it over time. Like he, yeah. he was a player for a very, very long period of time before he came captain, which Clayton clearly hasn't done that either. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know who that guy is right now. Keller and Chickren are the two leader, leader and candidates have to be, but I don't know if they're the – quote-unquote I think leader it's early to tell we don't know how this team is gonna shape but here's the next captain did you see that next yeah so the super chat from ryan uh josh Stone, captain confirmed <laughs> maybe <laughs> keep it in the family that'd be keep crazy maybe that's what they're waiting you never know you know ne- you never literally know. never know how things are gonna unfold you never so. know leah one thing in coyote land you never know let me throw another name at you and ask what you think lawson kraus that was the yeah. first name that came into my mind when um yep I thought that, if it's not Chicken and it's not Keller, that was the first name that popped. So, you know, head. he checks a lot of the boxes, Craig. He checks a lot of the boxes for me off the ice. The sure. Yeah. And I feel like with all that organizational stuff, um, you know, he's got Claire too. Claire, Claire, Claire <laughs> can probably do it all for him behind the scenes. Can like, Butter do it? At this moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, butter texted Craig tonight if you saw yeah. on his Twitter account. <laughs> That's my story. <laughs> because one of oh. the assists was changed from Mosier to Krause. Um, I just want to wide and see the goal, Leah. 
Why you didn't see the goal? I didn't see the fish goal. <laughs> this one was the primary assist. Oh no! Something happened while I was watching the game. Tell, my, tell everyone. My seventeen-year-old, mostly blind, completely deaf dog, <laughs> just sort of hobbled into the room, looked at me, and he took a dump right in front of me. So, I was I was cleaning up after my dog when 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 he scored the goal. So I did not see the pass from Kraut to Fish. A whole new meaning for the term dump and oh, chase. That, on the couch. Oh, my God. Stop. It's um, terrible. Okay, well, I don't want to transition out of that, but you just mentioned Fisher's goal, and we also saw him leave the ice with an apparent injury, and Ian had asked this earlier, are there any updates on Fish? No, because it happened so late. He was still getting treatment, so we didn't have an update. Okay, Hopefully so that's tomorrow. something we'll, yeah, we'll follow up tomorrow on the, the Bill Armstrong show. Yeah, Ian always comes in, Leah, do you notice Ian always comes in on every win with the, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I, I do yeah. notice that well, on, on Twitter too. That's yeah. I, don't, I can't do two things at once. We we know. We just showed a screen, a picture of you looking at seven screens. What that's are you talking one about? one thing. <laughs> that's one thing though. It's all blends. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It? Well, anyway, we hope Fisher's okay because he has had goals in back-to-back games. So, you know, we've seen some great individual efforts. Galchenyuk had two points tonight as well. Um, and we mentioned earlier that Keller and Schmaltz have continued their point streaks. So lots of good stuff happening. And we just – how about close, exciting games with some losses on the score sheet? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> but – we got Montreal on the schedule. We got Ottawa on the schedule. There's two Man, big... that Montreal game a big game now. Montreal's a huge tilt next week on a back-to-back. You don't want to finish at least second, right? You don't want to finish third. Third is not good. This is going to be a race to the finish. You're right, Craig. And... Hmm, yeah. You're right. Three-team race. You called it. Ugh. I don't know. Ugh. Well, I think the game against Boston will be um, hopefully the beginning of... A little slide. This is so <laughs> weird. That. You want to win this too? Like they're they're on this. I know. Like I hate when it ends. Like we'll be this. fine. But I mean, they're playing Pasternak and Marshawn and Bergeron. Like this is a hell of a hockey team. That's playing well too. Yes. They're, I mean, I the way this is going with Jack Campbell out, Boston's going to jump Toronto. Toronto's going to drop to a wild card spot. That's what's going to happen here. And then they're going to lose in the first round again because they haven't won a first round series since since when, Leah? I don't want to talk about it, Craig. Okay. Yeah, they're only four, four points back. They're Preview. four points back. The full season lockout. It was before that. It's a long time. That's when I lived in Toronto. Still. <laughs> and the Man. Let, listen, they're uh, I'm not even talking about their cup drought. Yeah. The cup drought goes back farther than the way back, way farther than the coyotes have existed. Yeah. My dad was yeah. nine years old when the Leafs last won a cup, but that's okay. We're not here to talk about that. Um, Boston on Saturday, they won tonight against Chicago. They're hot. They're um, hot at home as well. Two and one in their last 11. Yep. So we'll see. It'll be a tough one. Um, Patty's matchup kind of well against it. They lost to them, but that was a good game. So maybe a game like that Saturday would be fun. So I don't know. Just throwing that out there for Mm -hmm. something to keep our eye on. But did we see the and punch card yet, Leah? No, we haven't, but we'll see it in more? a minute. Because there is an, we got another Connect Four today. I know, that's what exactly. Let's that's just pull it up. Let's just pull it up. We got another Connect Four. Did we? 
Wait. Yeah, uh oh. No. You didn't update. Wait. Yeah, it's four, but yeah. it's not connected okay. because of the other row. Oh, it oh. would have been if we had slightly rearranged this. Yes. Hmm. Oh, well. Hmm. Is what it is. Is what it is. Well, okay. Just another one off the list, Leah. That's the most important. And we're, but look, we're okay, but there. look at the current row and look at the row before it and look at all those wins. Yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> look at the first row. Not so much. Yeah, we need to get back to that. That was a rough start. We actually do need to get back to that just for a week. Just for yeah, a just, week. Just maybe the rest of this road trip. How about that? Yeah, like an eight-game losing streak would really help. It Did really I say that right out loud? Oops. That's a quiet thing this out is, loud. Covering this team is so weird. Yep. <laughs> but here's the thing, and this is what, what gets lost in this. Like right now, if you're in the middle of an eight-game losing streak, Craig, it's miserable. We come to the show, we're miserable. The fans are miserable. The players are miserable, right? All agreed. By next August, do you think anybody gives a shit if they lost eight games in a row right now or they're going, hey, I just went down to the store and bought my Shane Wright jersey. Exactly. That's what they care about. And two years from now, an eight-game losing streak in 2020 in the spring really means nothing. So you go back to the year we went, this franchise was going after McDavid and they win the game against Buffalo. How important was that one game? That was just stupid. Like, lose the game. Lose yep. the game. Because you might have McDavid now. So an eight-game losing streak would be just fine. We like winning, but it's okay. Because six months from now, you guys, none of us will care that they lost eight in a row. We won't care. Just right now, we do. So let's go on a little bit of a streak. That would be all right. Center. They need centers. I yes. Know. You can't win Ugh. a Stanley Cup without center ice. You can't. Nope. You can well, even do it with average goaltending, Craig. You can. Average goaltending, but you got to have elite centers. Right? Remember Antidiemi? There's these. Well, I was <laughs> going to say it. You were right there in Chicago. He's not yep. an elite goal. And, and good enough to win. Yep. Yep. Well, okay. uh, <laughs> until the game in Boston on Saturday, Craig posted not one, but two stories today <laughs> on gophnx.com. He is a busy guy. There was a lot of debate on Twitter after the one about Michael Bunting. Craig, um, about Michael Bunting's candidacy for Calder, which he is, by the rules, eligible for. Um, but if you want to check out that story as well as Craig talked to tons of agents around the league about um, players signing in Arizona, check those stories out at gophnx.com. He worked really hard on them, and they're really great reads. Um, so you can become a member today at gophnx.com. Sign up for a year membership. Get a shirt when you do. You can get the Coyote cutout shirt like Petey's wearing right now um you can also try month to month and get your first month for just 50 cents if you're still unsure but tons of great perks becoming a member join the members only discord as well members deals on merchandise weekly and check out the page next locker there's always new merchandise in there including some great suns and phoenix rising shirts as well so not just coyotes but all of the amazing coverage of all the sports in arizona including the college teams which as we saw Earlier, the Sun Devils and Wildcats crews are both in Vegas and Arizona won today, so bear down. So Mike Luke is in Vegas continuing to cover the Wildcats. So follow along on Twitter there for all that coverage. So good stuff happening here at PHNX. A lot, a lot of people on the road this week. It's cool to see. Any? Yeah, okay, what are we going to say? We're still at home? Like literally know. at home? <laughs> Not just here. We're literally at home. Yeah, we're not in Vegas. We're not. I know we didn't get that invite. Not invited. We didn't. We didn't get that invite, man. Well, 
Any final notes from this game? Nothing from this game, but uh, just want to remind people that Arizona State University hockey team is about to play its final series at Oceanside Ice Arena this weekend against Long Island, a new team. So this is it. This is the end of an era. This is the place wow. that birthed Sun Devil Hockey. But next year, of course, they'll be moving into a multi-purpose arena that's going to house one more hockey team than expected. <laughs> wow. I will have a story some point tomorrow on Oceanside Ice Arena. Got some great anecdotes from Greg Powers, from Adam Mims, who's the GM there, from Johnny Walker, who, of course, has helped forge that Sun Devil program, and even from Shane Doan. So I've got a fun story coming on Oceanside tomorrow. Fun story coming on TD Garden on Saturday, and then my Andre Turingi opus on Sunday. Sandwich around the Bill Armstrong appearance on our show. Some great content wow. from PHNX. Seriously, that is incredible content. That's can worth we, a membership alone right there. Can this, we talk just this about week of content? Can we talk about our interview next week too, or not yet? Yep. We can, okay. We can, so he's confirmed. We don't have a time yet, but yeah, we don't have a time. So obviously, we've talked about Bill Armstrong being on the show tomorrow. A week from tomorrow, Coach Andre Tourigny will be a guest on our show. So Craig will have the story up on him Sunday, and we will talk to him Bonjour. a week from tomorrow, next Friday, time TBD. But stay tuned on our Twitter account at PHX underscore Coyotes for that time. Super excited to talk to him. You mentioned the accent. Quebec accents are amazing. So he'll have just come off the road from being in Ottawa and Montreal, two places that have significance to him. So we'll get to ask him about that. And I think... You know, there's just this has been a really interesting season. So I'm really excited to talk to both Bill and Andre because it's just been unique and I just want to ask them about it. He's the right coach at the right time for this team because he's the one that can make this team they're believing right now. And I think that's the relationships that he's built and they're having fun. And it's hard to have fun when you're at the bottom of the standing. So it is. It is. And it's, you know, we're having fun too. So. We enjoy bringing all this content and we enjoy interacting also with the chat. Like, thank you to the chat. It's so much fun. Seriously, um, we have a blast. So we hope you'll join us tomorrow, one o'clock, Bill Armstrong here on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you hit the notification bell, you won't miss a show. You'll get notified every time we go live. Follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes as well, because that's where everything, all the information is. And obviously at Craig S. Morgan too, because... That's where you got all the breaking news. What, PD? I have one more thing because I okay. can tell you're winding it down. <laughs> That's I fine. I could go on for a while. Yeah, I have great I energy. It's only, it's only 847. I feel great. I just got one more thing and everybody okay. can go. Sure. Do you know where I'm going next? Like right now, as soon as the show is over. Bed? No. That's where I should be going, but I am going to... Oh, right. I'm going to the ice den to watch a little men's beer league hockey between the Gila Monsters and Four Peaks Brewery playing for the championship of the B division bottom bracket, which means the worst eight teams <laughs> in the B division play in their own bracket. They don't play for their cha- It's the loser championship. And I'm going to see the championship game right now on the way. Why? Because <laughs> my son Jackson's playing for the Gila right. Monsters. <laughs> well, you can't miss it. lead, buddy. Hey. It's championships a championship, and you put the word beer in front of a league, but clearly it's at the you, and it's on the there, bar side. Are there odds on the DraftKings Sportsbook app for I it? I did look. I would definitely take the over at this game. <laughs> and 
And I might be going to the Four Peaks Brewery. What no about, offense to Jackson and the Gila Monsters, but yeah. What about a player prop on Jackson? Like anytime <laughs> oh, scorer? Maybe. Oh, mm, I <laughs> yeah, but I, the good news is the best part of that game is it's on the bar side at the ice stand. So I can sit in the nice. bar, order a beer at the end of the day and watch my kid play hockey. So sure, that's, a, that's a win-win. As long as you're there, see if you can sign up for Peaks as our official sponsor for us. Okay. Right? Yeah, right? we need a beer sponsor that's yesterday. By the end of the night, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it right now. I'll, I'll and, be tweeting. I'll tweet out the champion tonight from the Gila Monster Tilt tonight. And Charles says, uh, going to watch his kid and then celebrate baseball being back. Baseball <sighs> is back. Again, yay. I'm going. Like the day spring training starts, I'm there. The day. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. We should we should all go to a game and be a blast. I'm in. Great. We can do a show from the baseball park. I don't care. We can talk hockey from baseball. I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> love it. Love it. All right. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. No, you don't apologize. You do not have to apologize. Um, this was fun. What a game. What a roller coaster. What a night for all three of us, just in terms of logistics and everything. But thank you all for tuning in. The Coyotes have won four games in a row. They beat the Toronto Maple Leafs in both matchups this season. We will be back live tomorrow, one o'clock here on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel with Bill Armstrong. And if you listen wherever you get your podcast as well, please like, subscribe, leave us a review. It's super, super helpful to us. And of course, follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes. If you want to see PD do a TikTok dance, we need all of the followers we can get on there. So hit us with that follow, send it to your friends, have five friends follow, and we will get there very, very soon. I think that's it from us. We'll be back very soon. And I don't know, I can't do the math, but tomorrow at one, join us. I'm looking forward to that one and we'll see y'all tomorrow.